Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We study the Acts of the Apostles, written by Luke in the New Testament. Lesson 7. Paul's first missionary journey. Now, the time has come that this gospel goes out in far distant regions. Up to now, the, the main center for all the proclaiming of the message of Jesus, it was in Palestine, in Judea, Samaria, and the surrounding areas. But now, from Antiochia in this area here, as the headquarter, the mission center for the heathen people, from this city, the gospel spread into the Roman Empire. Salamis and Paphos. Paul, he grew up in Tarsus. Barnabas, he grew up in Cyprus. And they started from Antioch. How did it happen? Read the following in Acts chapter 13. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Nigger, Lucius of Huren, Manan, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrach, the king. This, this was someone of the upper class. And Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, you see, the Holy Spirit is a person. He speaks. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. It is God's initiative. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And off they sailed to Cyprus, a trio because Barnabas had taken John Mark, his cousin, with him. And Paul was pleased, so they had a servant. A missionary band of three. And they went through Cyprus, proclaiming the gospel. Nothing we hear, what happened there. And they go through the whole island. And they come to Salamis. And there, in Salamis, something happens. In the main city, the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, heard about the message. He was an intelligent man. He sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. 
wanted to hear the word of God, the proconsul, the highest person of the Romans there on this island. But there was a Jew, a sorcerer, and he had an immense influence on the head of the island. And he didn't want him to change over to the gospel. Because the sorcerer knew then his influence would become less. So he tried something. He said, hmm. don't believe them. That's not good for you. And then Paul got excited. And he condemned the false prophet, this Jew, and said, you will be blind for some time because you work against God the Almighty. And really, he became blind, walks around, and when the proconsul could see this, he believed. He saw there's a difference. And he believed the gospel Paul and Barnabas had told him. It is here in, on this island that we hear for the first time that Saul is called Paul. And from this point onward, when the proconsul Paulus became a Christian on Cyprus, here in Paphos, from this time onward, Saul is always called Paul. It means the little one, not important. As a converted being, he humbled himself. Before that, he had the name of a king of Israel, of the first king. But now, he was only the Paul, the small one, the little one. Pisidian Antioch. When Paul and Barnabas and John Mark went over from Cyprus to Italia and went on to Perga, something happened to the small missionary band of three. John Mark, there in Perga, he saw the huge mountains of the inner country. For me, when I was there, it was just a great landscape. I'm used to it. I live amidst the Alps. I was born in, in the Alps on a farm in 1,000 meters below a huge mountain. But for John Mark, these huge mountains, they looked dangerous, very dangerous. There could be robbers. They could kill them, couldn't they? And he was the youngest of the three. 
He wanted to, to go on living. And he turned back home. That was not easy for Paul and Barnabas. There were only three. Now there were only two. Nevertheless, they went on their journey and came to Antioch in Pisidia, the Pisidian Antioch. And it is another one. It is not the same as this Antioch here, which is the main capital city for the Roman province of Asia. This is just a small city in comparison to the other one. And here, Paul, straight, went to the synagogue on Sabbath, started preaching, because he was invited. People there, they, when they had a look at Paul and Barnabas, they quickly saw, these are important people. They, they are educated people. And they, they were asked to preach. Paul preached. And Luke has written down this sermon. It is the longest reported sermon of Paul in the New Testament. What happened here in Antioch, Acts chapter 13. And the strategy of Paul in his sermon is the following. He tells the people of prophecy, prophetic verses about the Messiah, and showing, and it was fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ, crucified. Isaiah 53 tells us that he is a suffering Messiah. Paul made it clear. The Messiah has already come. Have you seen all these verses? It has been fulfilled. He is the Messiah. And our high priests, they have killed him out of jealousy. They knew he was the Messiah, but they were jealous. And the main verse We find here in verse 38. Therefore, my brothers, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, Jesus, everyone who believes is justified from everything you could not be justified from by the law of Moses. That was the message. Forgiveness of sins. Living in eternity. Forever. Your sins are forgiven by God. Jesus has paid the price with his blood. Come to him. Repent. Confess. Ask for forgiveness. And you will be forgiven. Eternal life is before you. Believe. That was the message. And... At the end of this sermon, 
Verse 42, as Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. We want to hear more. That was the message. Now what would happen the next Sabbath? Pisidian Antioch, part two. A verse which, which astonishes me. Act 13, 44. On the next Sabbath, we are here in Antioch in Pisidia. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. Almost the whole city gathered. <laughs> there wasn't enough space in the in the synagogue, of course, it was made for the Jews in the city, but not for all the people of the city. They gathered around this synagogue, people over people. Ah, what a picture. And never before the Jews had experienced such, such a thing. So many people gathering in the synagogue and around the synagogue and everywhere. What had happened during the week? What had happened? The Jews who had listened to Paul's sermon a week before, the week, the Sabbath, a week ago, they were so impressed, they went home and they told everyone what they had heard. The Messiah had come. And the people in the city, they knew a little bit about the Jewish faith. And they knew that the Jews waited for a Messiah. And now the message was, he had already come. And the point of it, he paid the price for your sins. If you confess and repent, your sins are forgiven. Now the people became interested. The heathen ones. Out of the Greek culture. They wanted to hear more. And we read. When the Jews saw the crowds. They were filled with joy. No. What else? They were filled with Jealousy. Huh? And they talked abusively against what Paul was saying. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first, because you had a choice, since you reject it, and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. We now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles. That you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Now this is 
what happened in every city, in every town, Paul and Barnabas visited. It was the same everywhere. They went into the synagogue. The Jews heard the message. Some were delighted. The others began to hate Paul and Barnabas. Their throng was divided. And God-fearing people out of the Greek, the heathen culture, they believed. Sometimes more than the Jews. So Paul got a mixture of believers out of the Jews and out of the Greeks. And it was not so easy to, to bring them together into harmony because those out of the Jews, they knew the Old Testament. They knew all the stories and the texts. And the other ones, they were just babies in the, in the Jewish religion. They didn't know much or nearly nothing. But Paul tried to bring them together to one union in Christ. Iconium. Paul and Barnabas had to leave Antioch because the Jews who didn't want to believe, those who resisted, they started to work against Paul and Barnabas. In the end, they had to go, and they went on to Iconium. It had become dangerous staying in Antioch. Now, when they came to Iconium, we see the same habit of Paul. Going to the synagogue, preaching there to the Jews first. We read in Acts 14, At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. As usual. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Gentiles believed. So out of the Jews and out of the Gentiles, a new band of believers is formed. So they come out of very different cultures, didn't they? But the Jews who refused to believe, they are not just silent and, uh -huh, yeah watching the scene? No. They stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. They do not like it that so many Gentiles believe in, in the gospel. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. And the people of the city were divided. And so it happened everywhere. The people of the city were divided. 
Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot, a food among the Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, to ill-treat them and stone them. They really wanted to stone them. But they found out about it and fled to the Lucanian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the good news. Whenever people are confronted with this message of the gospel, of the salvation message, you see a great controversy going on between light and darkness, between the prince of light and the prince of darkness, between Jesus and the devil. Whenever people come to Jesus, Satan is here. Not just looking at the scene, but stirring up the minds. He, he cannot just look at it. He wants to destroy what Jesus has built up. People are full of joy when they discover my sins are forgiven. I'm free of all my debt. And this is something which produces joy and people can see the joy in their face, in your face, and therefore they want to know more about it. They ask, oh, what has happened to you? You act differently now? What's going on? Why do you beam with joy? And then people tell, and others become Christians too, and Satan doesn't like that at all. He tries to destroy everything again. So this happened again and again and again. Now we will see what will happen in the next cities. Lystra and Tab. Paul and Barnabas went on. They had been in Antioch. They went on to Iconium. And here, on this small map, we can see with the red color the route of the first journey up to Antiochia, Iconium, now they are here in Lystra, and then they will continue to Derbe, and then they will go the way back to Antioch. Now they are here. Lystra. Now in Lystra we read, in verse 8, there sat a man crippled in his feet who was lame from birth and had never walked. To pity. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. And Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed. Because he heard the stories, he heard the stories of Jesus 
who healed the crippled. And he was crippled. Oh, he's a saviour. He healed the crippled. They could, they could jump and walk and... Oh, and he believed. And Paul saw in his eyes, he believed. So, he called out Paul to this crippled man. Stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. Oh, what a joy. He ran around. He jumped. Oh, what a feeling. For the first time in his life, he could walk like all the other people. This was a feeling. This was an experience. And the people, they watched. Nobody had ever seen anything like that happen. Now, what went on? Because of their wrong religion, they said, well, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. And the, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wrath to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. They, they were admired, Paul and Barnabas, as gods. <laughs> Imagine. It was difficult for the two missionaries to, to confirm to people that they are human and that Jesus had made this crippled man and a healthy one. Jesus had healed him, not Paul and not Barnabas. Well, Paul explained them God who made this universe, the God who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. In the past, he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness to you. How? By giving you rain from heaven. In the hot countries, rain from heaven, a blessing. And crops he has given to you in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food. And he fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing them. So Barnabas and Paul admired as gods. And they had not wanted to be admired. But the crowd in his faults, in its false religious thinking, had come to this conclusion. But then something else happened. Those negative Jews from Antiochia and Iconium came to Lystra. They wanted to get Paul 
and Barnabas. Some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul. What had just been before? They said, they are gods. And now they stoned Paul. They dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered round him, he got up and went back into the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derbe. Summary. First mission journey. This first missionary journey of Paul and Barnabas to the Galatian area, it was full of success. Although Paul had been stoned here at Lystra, and the next day, the very next day, he went on to Derbe. That means he walked for hours after having been stoned the day before. Can you imagine? Having been stoned and walking on the next day? In our days, you would have been in the hospital for weeks till all your wounds have healed. And he goes on walking on the very next day. It's unbelievable. And then he goes all the way back, visiting all the churches he has founded, knowing that in every of these cities, there are Jews who want to kill him. What? A brave Paul. Or a brave Barnabas. They went back the same way they had come. I would have gone on this way. Darsus. Yeah, that's where he had come from. Maybe he could heal his wounds there. <laughs> the same way back. Through all the cities where all the bad Jews who wanted to kill him just waited for him. To kill him. But Paul and Barnabas had a vision. They had to leave their new founded churches after a few weeks, and now they wanted to come back and strengthen them, telling them that it's not so easy to live with Jesus, that there is the devil as well. And they told the people that it's a reality that you have to face such things as being stoned. And he told them, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. 
And then they went all the way back and came to Antioch and reported what God had done. Imagine when they came back. All the Christians in Antioch, they gathered together and then they heard the stories, what we have just heard. What happened on the island of Cyprus when there's a, the first person of the island, Sergius Paulus, became Christian. How John Mark had left them, but they had pressed onwards. Antioch, Iconium, Lystra. Then they heard of the stoning of Paul. He had been stoned and was still alive. Oh, what a story. The Holy Spirit had commanded they should go. And they went. And they experienced the power of God. They had founded one church after the other on their first missionary journey. What a success. What a blessing. And the people there beamed with joy. In the middle of the Galatian area, new churches had been found. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen.